Hey guys, it's Kim. Welcome back to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Whether you've been listening since day one or you are a new listener, welcome. You're going to love today's episode where I'll be reintroducing myself. I'll be sharing stories from my life that shaped me into the person that I am today and sharing a bit of advice that I've learned along the way. I did a lot in my life prior to being on reality TV and I've done a lot since. So I figured the best way to show that is by giving you guys a bit of an autobiography in a sense, but make it fun. Um, I'll be chatting about the places I've lived, jobs I've had, including two years in the fast food industry, you guys. Come on, you're gonna you're gonna want to hear about that. Um, how I've handled heartbreak, how this podcast even started, what's in store for my future, and so much more. I think that learning about someone's background gives you a new perspective on who they are as people. So I hope that this episode does the same for you to me. And I also hope it reminds you that. You can do anything you set your mind to, truly. That is definitely one of my life mottos. And I don't know, I think my life is a perfect example of that. A lot of things have stood in my way and I've overcome them because I had my mind set on what I wanted. And no matter what, I accomplished my dreams and my goals. And I definitely am you know, a person who has their days where I just feel, I don't know, like just a lack of motivation. But overall, I will say 99% of the time, if you set your mind to something, you can do it. I swear. At least that's what, that's what I think. Um, but before we begin with our new opening segment, quick reminder to rate me five stars on Spotify to take 30 seconds to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, click that thumbs up and subscribe button. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, check me out. It is at Kimberly Cobb and at My Lips Aren't Sealed Podcast. Again, I am so excited for today's episode. It's going to be awesome. And I recently learned that you can pin episodes. I know you can do it on Spotify. I'm still trying to figure out if you can do the same on Apple podcasts, but this episode will always be pinned at the top of my playlist, at least for the meantime. So if there are new listeners joining our community, they can get to know me first and then dive on in and hang out with us. We have a lot of fun on this podcast and I just share embarrassing stories and advice and lessons and I have awesome guests on and overall it's just a really fun and welcoming space and I'm really excited for you guys to get to know me more on today's episode. But first, let's do a little bit of catching up with Kim. So, you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? During my opening segment, if you're listening for the first time, I do a little bit of catching up with Kim, and then I do a pick of the week. So, first, what did I get up to this past week? This past week was insane, truly. I don't know how I jam-packed so many things into the week. I'm actually recording this episode so late. I'm chilling with Louie right now, but I didn't have time. It was so busy and I think it's awesome to stay busy. As somebody who has dealt with anxiety and depression in the past, in the present, staying busy is something that truly does distract my brain. It works for me and I still give myself plenty of time to relax and, um, you know, do things for self-care. But overall, I've noticed that being busy helps me. So this past week, that's exactly what I did. I spent a lot of time with friends. I tried new workout classes, uh, got a lot done for my podcast. So Everything is actually on my YouTube channel, on my weekly vlog. If you don't already follow me on YouTube, you totally should. Uh, It's just at Kimberly Cobb on YouTube, but I've been posting weekly vlogs and they're super fun. It's been pretty cool to record everything that I'm doing on a daily basis. And I don't record every single thing that would be insane, but the highlights and 
it's awesome to be able to look back and be like, oh my God, I did that or I did this and it was so much fun. We need to do that again. And also just taking video content of certain moments with friends is really special as well. So again, check out my YouTube if you are not already following me on there or subscribed. Check me out. It's super fun. But a few highlights of the past week. As you guys know, I recently started my class pass membership. My referral link is in the description of this episode if you are interested in joining. It's been really cool for me, especially as somebody who is an anxious person. Going to a class is so intimidating. Oh my gosh. But a few of my friends have class pass, so I've been able to go with them and ease into these new classes and truly every not I'm not sponsored by class pass like this is truly my experience every class I've gone to the instructors the staff everybody is so accommodating so welcoming and nice and it's been not intimidating at all so I went this past week to three classes you guys would be so proud of me I started off the week with a dance fitness class it was kind of like Zumba mixed with some hit exercises. It was way more intense than I expected, but really, really fun. The music was so cool. Then I did hot yoga later on in the week. And then after that, I tried my first spin class. I was supposed to go last week, but then I got sick. And so I went this past week. Um, I am still sore. I'm not kidding. My crotch, you guys, like if you know, you know, if you've been like, I was like, what? happened like my bottom half is feels bruised but there's no bruising it's just sore from you know going up and down on the bike not in a sexual way of course like it's just just the workout guys but it was really fun the music was awesome I loved when they turned off the lights and really just let you be in the moment with the bike and the instructor very very cool I also met up with one of my girlfriends Kat she's an angel I would love to have her on the podcast one day. I'm not sure if she's down, but she is so sweet. Her and I met up for coffee at one of the local coffee shops that's adorable called Codependent Coffee and Cocktails. I will say overpriced for the drinks that you get, but I was just there to hang out with my friend. We caught up, hadn't seen each other since her birthday party beginning of December, I believe is when it was. So that was really nice. And then the last highlight for my week was going to an event with my new friend Kiki. Him and I have known each other for a while, just meeting uh, at little influencer events here and there. He was on the show 20-somethings on Netflix, and him and I have just kind of gotten close. He's a really sweet soul and kind of an anxious mess like me, and I (laughs) love that for us. But him and I went to an event together on Sunday. There weren't any other influencers there that we knew. So it was good to have each other and it was a really good time. And again, encouraged me to get out of my comfort zone and hang out with new people because, you know, you never know who you're really going to connect with. Now I'm going to shift on into my pick of the week. Oh my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Thanks. Just it. I see it. I like it. I want it. So this can be anything like a movie, a show, beauty product, activity, a place, literally anything. So I'm just going to randomly tell you guys my picks of the week here and there. The cool little twist on it is I highly encourage you guys to try one of my picks of the week. If I recommend um, something from Amazon, order it yourself. See if you like it. Return it if you hate it or If I recommend trying a dance fitness class or class pass or going on a hot girl walk or trying your tea a different way, I don't know, random stuff like that. But I love encouraging you guys to try the things that I have tried this week and enjoyed. Post it on your stories, tag me, I can repost you guys and we can kind of chat about what we liked and what we didn't like. My picks of the week, I actually have three this week. I'm so sorry. So besides Class Pass, which is going to be my pick for a while, I feel like, because I'm really enjoying it right now. I recently got the Laneige Sleep Lip Mask. Hopefully I'm saying that right. I feel like it's just a glorified Vaseline for your lips, but 
I feel bougie wearing it. My lips have been so dry this winter. It's crazy. I am hydrating 24 seven and my lips are just so cracked with like the weather and the wind and it's bad. So this lip mask has truly brought my lips back to life. My second pick, these are all things that I got at Sephora this past week. So you'll see a bit of a theme. It's kind of like a beauty theme this week. Everybody and their mom and including my sister, when she was a guest on my podcast, she mentioned this product, but it's the super goop sunscreen. So there are two versions. There's the glow sunscreen and the matte sunscreen. And I will say I'm more of a matte gal. I think the glowy look is beautiful. I already have a glowy primer. So if I need an extra glow to my makeup routine, I can add that in. But I decided to go with the matte sunscreen and I was a little nervous at first with the texture. I was like, is this going to apply to my face and get all like crumbly? But it's not. It's so silky and smooth. I love it. I, I'm still trying to decide if it's worth the price. It's not a cheap product, but I've been trying it out this past week and I love it so far. And then my third pick of the week is the Isle of Paradise spray. So Isle of Paradise is a tanning product. So in the past, I've gotten the drops. So it's a little tiny container and, you know, you squeeze out little drops and you put them in your moisturizer or your lotion and rub it all over your body. Well, they recently came out. I'm not sure how recently, but more recently than the drops, I believe, (laughs) with like a huge bottle that has like a spray attached to it and it's you know it's not as concentrated so I believe there's water added to the solution but you just spray it all over your body and you wake up in the morning beautifully tan I'm really excited about this product I will say I tried it once I did not do a good job at applying it so I I woke up a little splotchy I need to work on my self-tan application skills but The color itself was stunning. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Those are my picks of the week. I'm going to be posting them on my Instagram stories on my podcast account. So let me know if you guys have any of these products or have tried them, loved them, hated them. Let me know. And if you try them for the first time, again, post on your stories, tag me so I can repost you guys. That wraps up my picks of the week. And it brings me to the main portion of today's podcast episode where I will be reintroducing myself. I will say this is kind of like an autobiography. It really is. And I'm just going to put it all out there. There are some things that I will keep more vague than others for privacy reasons. But overall, you guys are getting a very in-depth you know, timeline of my life. Um, it all started when I was born and no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I won't start. I won't start from the very, very beginning. Well, kind of. Okay. So (sighs) hi, my full name is Kimberly Sietzka Cobb. My middle name is Dutch. That's my heritage. It's my mom's side of the family. They are all Dutch and I am so proud of my middle name. It's funny because when I was growing up, I would get made fun of so much for it, but I love it. Sitska is actually my grandmother's first name, and my mom, sister, and I all share that as our middle names, so I think that's really special. I am 28 years old. I'm a lifestyle influencer and obviously a podcast host. I'm also a former reality TV cast member, but now extremely focused on building my own brand identity separate from the show. I've used my platform to connect with thousands of people across the world to share the things that I love, to talk about the causes that I care about, and to help others get to know the real me. That said, we are going to start from where it all began. Um, Not as in-depth as I originally stated, but something really cool about myself. It's kind of my like fun fact about me. I was born in the country Turkey. My father, my biological father, who I'll, you know, put it out there. My 
parents are divorced. I am not close at all with my biological father. Um, him and I don't have a relationship, but you know, he is where I came from. So he was stationed in Turkey. He's military and that's where I was born. I had dual citizenship, I believe until I was 18 or 21. I I don't think I still have it, but fun little fact. I was then, you know, after my parents divorced, I was raised in Sacramento, California. We first lived in an area of Sacramento called North Highlands, which was very unsafe, but it was all we could afford. Um, Eventually, we did end up moving out of North Highlands to Orangevale, California, when my mom remarried. And after that, we moved to Fair Oaks and complete opposite from like where I, we initially started. It was really safe and honestly like a little bit boring, but I'm glad I spent my childhood there. Um, as I mentioned, my mom and biological father divorced when I was just a baby and I grew up alongside my older sister, Kylie, with my mom and my stepdad. And those two, you guys, they were so strict. I had the strictest upbringing um, you could possibly imagine. I don't need to go into too much detail there, but very strict, no sugar, um, very strict early curfew, no dating, no social media, no cell phone. I mean, that's just how it was. Our immediate family does live in California for the most part, but all of our extended family lives in the Netherlands. And that's where my Oma and Opa, which is Dutch for grandma and grandpa. That's where they immigrated from. So loved living near them. I was very close with my grandmother growing up. My Oma, she is the sweetest thing ever. And while yes, my parents were strict, we loved my sister and I, we loved going over to Oma and Opa's house. They had yummy little snacks for us. Like I feel like all grandparents just have the best setup like they love having their grandbabies over and we are no exception to that we loved going to Oma and Opa's house it was so fun and I think it was also really cool growing up with grandparents who immigrated because they they're, they're the first generation who immigrated to America so again very strict childhood middle school was kind of the same you know very strict no dating nothing when I got into high school, I feel like that's when I really developed a lot of my interests, including photo editing and things like MySpace, like I'll age myself, but I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace, but you know, I was secretly on it, editing pictures, having so much fun. I was also a part of the yearbook committee. And, you know, as you can tell, I've, I've just always been so fascinated with the digital digital media world and with photography and images and capturing moments. So I think that's initially where my fascination with, you know, the social media worlds really began in its baby form with MySpace and iPicky and PicMonkey. Those were some editing websites you could use back in the day. I was also, fun fact, on the water polo team. I love being in the water. I was MVP. I had so much fun. You guys, I was so strong. I was so tan. I loved it. Water polo was truly such a fun sport to be a part of, a rough and intense sport to be a part of, but such a good time. And my childhood best friend, Danielle and I, we met in middle school, but we didn't become really close until high school. And in high school, we just became inseparable. Like, We loved listening to emo music, wearing lots of eyeliner, and kissing boys behind uh, our mom's back. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. But I'll jump forward a little bit. Danielle and I are still friends to this day. She's flying into town this weekend, and I'm hosting her. She's recently engaged, and it's just so cool to have a friend that I've known since I was so young who's really walked through all of life's stages with me and her and I are in very different points in our lives right now, but it's really special that our our friendship has really stood the test of time. As much fun as Danielle and I had in high school, though, I I don't know. Like, I just couldn't wait to get out of my hometown. And 
I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Like no matter how wonderful your hometown is, the idea of moving to a new city and starting over, uh, it's just an exciting thing. And, you know, the opportunities seem endless and your dreams are so big. So I was dating a guy at the time. He was already in college, actually. And I was in high school, very risque. And he went to San Diego State. So I was like, I'll apply to San Diego State. I want to be with the love of my life, right? I had awesome grades, 4.0 GPA, graduated high school with honors. So I actually got early acceptance to San Diego State um, in December of 2011. So my boyfriend at the time was so excited for me to join him. And actually attending SDSU made me the first person in my family to not only attend a four-year college, But when I eventually graduated, I was the first person to ever graduate from college as well. So that's like really special. And that in itself was an obstacle I had to overcome like financially and emotionally. It was really challenging. I started out as a business major and eventually I transferred majors to study hospitality and tourism management. And Honestly, like college was some of the best years of my life. I know that's cliche, but it is so true. You are coming into yourself as an adult and you have all this new freedom that you've never had before. And you're meeting all these people and all these beautiful people and learning things and you're in a new environment. And while it can be so scary, it is so empowering and so special. And I still cherish all those memories so much. I got a lot of scholarships and combined that with money from the job I worked all throughout high school, which was McDonald's. Guys, I was a fry girl. I was a drive-through girl. I was that, that bitch. I got all my friends' summer jobs with me as well, but I actually worked throughout the school year as well. So I saved every single penny um, because my family wasn't supporting me financially to go to college. So I paid my way through school. I did apply to other schools, like other UCs, and I got in, but I couldn't afford it. And that was a really hard pill to swallow. I had my dream, like my dream school was either UC Santa Barbara or UCLA, and I got into both, but I couldn't attend because I just financially couldn't do it. As disappointed as I was looking back, I'm like, well, thank God, because I had such a special and unique experience at San Diego State. And I am just so, so happy that that ended up happening. Again, I think everything happens for a reason. So just always remind yourself that if if something gets in the way, there's always something behind that next door. Is that an expression? I don't think that's an expression. When one door closes, another one opens. There we go. That's the right one. So I decided to make the big move to San Diego in 2012. God, I'm aging myself. Um, But I ended up graduating with honors from college in 2016. Honestly, the program that I was in was so wonderful. I learned so much. And just in general, I highly recommend San Diego State for college. The campus was so beautiful and I met so many awesome people. I made the best memories. I'm getting nostalgic right now. Like why? I'm going to cry. It was so awesome. And I was also super involved with clubs and organizations. That is the best way to meet people when you're on such a big campus like that. You have to force yourself to get involved with something with other people. Like there's no way around it. That's how you're going to make people and make memories. And I also founded a sorority uh, in 2013, and it's still alive and well. It's a thriving chapter on campus to this day, and it's something to be proud of. I left my mark on that campus. I highly recommend joining a sorority that has inclusive values and, you know, doesn't haze and things like that. That's what, what mine was. And if that's something that interests you, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I I loved my sorority experience. I also had a few internships throughout college for various hotels and event companies, and I learned a lot from those too. So overall, I feel like I really had such an incredible college experience, 
I worked my butt off, paid for it all, got my degree. And even though like I am not using my degree today and like I'll be straight up, I'm not using it. I did use it for other jobs, but I'm not using it today. That said, I still learned so many things and gained so many skills just from that experience. So overall, no regrets. After graduating, instead of getting a standard nine to five job, I was like the thought of doing that stressed me out so bad. I was like, I can't do it. I got this awesome job offer to work at a hotel in Hawaii. Like think of how different my life path would have been had I taken that job. I think about that sometimes because I wouldn't have met certain people in my life. I wouldn't have ended up on reality TV. I wouldn't have ended up probably here where I'm at today. So it's crazy to think about, but I was offered a job in Hawaii. I ended up turning it down because I was like, you know what? I'm not ready to be on an island with nobody I know. I don't know. I I want to travel. I want to explore the world. And I was a, a doe-eyed young 20-year-old, 20, 21, 22-year-old girl. And I just, I wasn't ready to just sit in an office job yet. So that's exactly what I did. I traveled. Again, I, I it took a lot of saving up of money. I saved up a lot of money for this. I first went to the Netherlands to visit all of my family. My sister came with me. It was so, so special. And afterwards, my sister and I joined up with a group of other students from San Diego State. And we met up in Israel and we did birthright because my family is culturally Jewish on my mother's side. So we had the opportunity to go to birthright in Israel. And it was so so cool. It was a once in a lifetime experience. And oh my God, I literally could talk about both of those trips forever. Some of my favorite memories from the Netherlands trip was riding in the canals through Amsterdam and riding bikes with my family. And then in Israel, I would say, um, gosh, there's so many, but we slept in tents in the desert. Um, that was crazy. We rode camels and we also floated in the Dead Sea. God, there's just, we went through all these markets. I don't know. It was just, it was beautiful. And if you ever have an opportunity to go to either one of those countries, do it. Like, I feel so grateful and appreciative of both of those opportunities. And it really widened my perspective on how big the world is. After those two trips, because initially I wasn't planning on doing the the Netherlands and Israel trip. That kind of worked its way, worked itself out near the end of my senior year of college. But what I did have planned for a long time, which is what I saved up money for, was my big move to Australia. I don't know what I I don't know like really truly what inspired it, but I just had my heart and my mind set on moving to Australia. This goes back to if you set your mind to something, you can accomplish anything. I was like, after college, I'm moving to Australia. Again, don't know where that came from, but made that decision. And my best friend in college was like, yeah, I'll go with you. I was like, really? Cool. That sounds good. And then we ended up having a third gal join us as well. So we got an apartment, moved to Australia with literally backpacks, no apartment, no clue. We got off the airplane and we're like, okay, now what? Pulled a piece of paper off of a wall that was an apartment hunter. You know, I think we Ubered or we took a train. I don't, I, there's really good public transportation there. I think it was a bus and we had our suitcases and we just took um, a bus to this random guy whose name we pulled off a posting on a bulletin board and he set us up with an apartment. We paid rent. We lived in Australia. I even had a boyfriend in Australia. Like I, I made like some roots there. We made a lot of good friends, a lot of good memories. And after spending several months there, uh, one of my friends and I also decided to backpack New Zealand for a month. So 
I, man, I just, I learned so much about myself during that time. And I learned a lot about friendships. And again, I just saw how big the world is. I think when you're stuck in one place, you don't realize it. The world seems to revolve around you. And I say that generally speaking, but you know, from own experience too, I growing up in Northern California, the world didn't seem that big around me. And once I began traveling, not to be that bitch who's like, oh my God, like again, I am so, so grateful for these opportunities I've gotten to explore the world. Not everybody gets those opportunities. And I'm just, again, very, very grateful and appreciative of those experiences. But if you're able to, it's just such a blessing to see how big the world is and to experience other cultures and learn from other people and share stories. I think it's just something, there's nothing like it, really. Some of my highlights from living in Australia was uh, skydiving. I went skydiving for the first time. I held a koala. I fed kangaroos. These are all very cliche, but so memorable. Uh, I snorkeled in the Great Barrier Reef and we saw a shark. It was terrifying. And just like literally living out of my backpack in New Zealand and riding buses from city to city and town to town and living out of hostels and meeting all these cool people from different countries and partying with them. I mean, just I am smiling ear to ear just thinking about it. I moved back from Australia in 2017 because my Oma, the one whom my middle name is named after, she got dementia and it got really, really bad. So I moved back to Sacramento to help out my mom with her. My Oma, you guys, was seriously one of my best friends. Like we had the same sense of humor. We were always like ugly laughing, like hysterically laughing. I would call her at least once a week and fill her in on my college drama. Just, I don't know. I, we have similar body types too, which is funny. That's like, I get my big boobs from my grandma. It's hilarious. But I just loved her. And the second that I heard she was sick, you know, I talked to my mom and she, when I was in Australia and my mom's like, you need to come home. So ended the trip, came back early and I ended up taking a sales job at a hotel in downtown Sacramento, which was about 45 minutes from where I lived with my grandma and my mom. Honestly, like full transparency, guys, I was not happy in this role at all. Like there were several coworkers who I truly enjoyed. They're such awesome people, but working what I considered at that time in my life, a very depressing office job with no natural light. Um, the big boss was an awful man. I hated him, but it was bad. And I, you know, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning to catch the light rail at 6 a.m. because I didn't have a car. There was scary, scary people on the public transportation with me. So scary that like the security guard always stood next to me to make sure I was okay. Like that's how unhinged these people were. But I was commuting long hours and working long days. And again, it was an office job. I'm not complaining. I wasn't in the summer heat doing construction or anything crazy. But just mentally, from a mental you know, health perspective, it was very um, awful. Like it was just a bad experience. And, you know, it was definitely a culture shock after literally exploring the world without a single care and then going into this office space I I don't know you know reality definitely set in hard and I found myself really lost and wanting a way out shortly into May of that year I think it was like May gosh what year was that I can't think of it right now but after I moved back from my trip it was around May and I started dating somebody who at the time I literally thought this man was changing my life in the best way possible, but he would actually turn out to be the biggest life lesson so far. And after a week of meeting him, like I was still honeymoon stage in love with this guy. Like I'm a Pisces. Like I fall in love very easily. But after a week of dating him, my 
beautiful, amazing, wonderful Oma passed away. They say that trauma helps bond people and because this particular ex was there during that time of my life, I attached myself to him and I avoided so many red flags early on in our relationship, like being cheated on and lied to and and gaslit. But because I had that trauma bond with him and because I was young and I just truly believed, you know, you know, if he cheated on me and he said it wouldn't happen again, okay, it's not going to happen again. I avoided all the red flags. After about a year after my Alma passed away, I decided, okay, I'm ready to get out of my hometown again. I convinced my ex to move to Southern California. We lived there for a bit, but that didn't really work out. You know, honestly, like without getting into too much detail, our relationship just got really unhealthy. And that's combined with a mysterious apartment fire that burned our home down to the ground, basically. After less than a year, we moved back from Southern California back to our hometown. And the only good thing, like I look back on that time of my life and I'm like, what was I thinking? Truly like so many flags. But I think when you're young, you are just so naive. And I think even now I'm not, you know, I'm not some wise old woman speaking from years and years of experience, but as somebody in her later twenties, I would not put up with half the bullshit I went through truly, but because I was young and I just, I truly wanted to see the best in people. Again, I put up with bad behavior and bad treatment. The good thing that came out of that time in my life though, was my baby son, my Pomeranian Louis. I got him in 2018. He is the light of my life. You guys, like, I know I'm obsessed with him, but it's for good reason. It's just, it's crazy. If you're a pet owner, you know, but it's crazy how much animals can improve our quality of life, even with the worst things imaginable going on. If you have your cat, your dog, your lizard, or your who, whatever pet brings you joy, if you have that little baby there with you, they can bring you so much happiness. Again, without saying too much because of legal reasons, I'm, uh, you know, unable to say too much, but we moved back to Sacramento and ended up living with his parents for a bit. And as most of you know, I ended up doing a reality TV show with someone I was dating in the past. And At the time, I really did think that doing the show would solve most of our problems. That, you know, doing it would show him what was going wrong in our relationship. I would like to note that a majority of the problems were ones that were not actually ever shown or aired on TV. But it did, you know, it did end up doing quite the opposite. While I have no regrets really doing from doing the show because it really did shine so much light onto our relationships issues and I'm so grateful too for the people that I was connected with because of the show you know they encouraged me to find my voice and told me I could do better the show definitely did not help with any of our problems and in fact made them worse I think they the show inflated certain people's egos and just made them the worst and even worse version of themselves. However, because of this show, you know, I did learn how much more important my own happiness is and more importantly that my happiness would be found from within and not from another person. And I know that is so cheesy, but again, I want to share with you guys these experiences that I've had throughout my life and also the lessons that I've learned And I think my biggest takeaway from that chapter of my life, this bad relationship I was in, was that I'm not going to get happiness from another person. I'm going to get it from within, and that's going to take a lot of work, but it's worth it. And you can't can't count on another person to provide you with, with anything, truly. 
after ending that relationship, I began to rebuild myself and I started doing things that brought me joy, like reconnecting with old friends that my ex didn't want me around, making new friends, going out and enjoying nightlife, seeing my family who my ex also wouldn't let me around. And I even ended up moving to an entirely new state. It was the fresh start that I needed so badly. And I always say like moving solved most of my problems. Like obviously I still have issues. I still have anxiety, depression, like these things and, you know, obstacles in life, both personally, professionally, socially. But overall, like moving away from such a bad, toxic environment and person, moving pretty much did solve most of my problems. Like everything minimized so much and I've been able to really focus on myself and start over and create the dream life that I've always wanted. I will say that the first year of being single, my mind was in a bit of a shock. Um, I didn't acclimate to life with ease because I had been isolated from society and friends and family for so long because the person I was with didn't want me going out and, and meeting people and uh, doing things. I literally, I felt like I was somebody who had been locked in a cage. Like, and I don't say that lightly. Like I truly feel emotionally I was locked in a cage. I had to learn how to socialize with people my own age again. And I had to apologize to people who I cut out and hurt by not talking to them for so long when I was in that toxic relationship. So if you're in a similar situation, know that there really is no timeline when it comes to processing and healing trauma some people like if even if I bring up a past situation I could be speaking generally but people still say like get out you need to get over him why are you still dragging this on and truly I believe to my core that there is no timeline there are always going to be moments where you're triggered or something reminds you of something or or maybe you just are taking a long time to heal and that's your journey to go on So again, the first year for me was kind of just figuring out who I was again and reclaiming my own identity. But I feel like I didn't fully really start feeling like myself again until I moved to Austin in 2021. I moved in with my sister who was finalizing her divorce and it just felt right for both of us to start our new lives together You guys, Austin is truly one of the best cities I've ever been to. There is always something going on. The city itself is beautiful. The people are nice and welcoming. And like truly the only downside is the summer humid heat, which I absolutely cannot stand. I'm trying to figure out what my game plan is. Like, do I just leave for like three months during the peak of summer? I don't know. But other than that, I... I'm obsessed with this city. It's amazing. My sister and I both made up for lost time from our 20s when we first moved here by partying way too much uh, the first year we lived here to the point to where the bartenders and security guards knew us on a first name basis. And that is not something I am necessarily proud of, but it definitely was cool at the time. Like, I mean, that, that was just so different than the other version of myself I used to be. Also, when I first moved here, a friend of mine that I had met when I did live in LA for that short period of time had posted that she had also just moved to Austin. So I reached out to her to catch up and now she is my best friend in the city. Um, Her name's Danielle also, just like my childhood best friend. And she's just been the best person to have around as I started to you know, dip my toes back into the dating scene and I'm trying to find myself again. And she's also just super supportive of my social media journey and she helps me shoot my content. And I I could go on and on about how incredible she is as a person, but I just feel so lucky that I was able to make a friend as good as her in my late 20s. And I think a friendship like that is pretty rare. So if you have one too, hold on to it tight cherish it like it is just so rare and so special 
And it, you know, I'm thinking it's it's really interesting how I'm just now mentioning social media and how Danielle was helping me. But social media is obviously a huge part of my life and my story. I actually started my Instagram account back in 2018. It was just a creative outlet for myself um, after my grandma passed away. My first posts, you guys, were literally awful. I, they were so over-edited, over-filtered. I've archived pretty much every single one, but everybody starts from somewhere. It wasn't really until last year that I started taking social media seriously. I was working an awesome job in marketing, but I decided that it just wasn't fulfilling me and social media, my social media was really starting to take off and I decided to take a leap of faith on myself, quit my job and start pursuing social media full time. I will say quitting so was this like scariest thing ever. It was scarier than jumping out of an airplane in New Zealand, seriously. But even my mom who has always been the biggest penny pincher, she encouraged me to follow my dreams and I don't know, even after quitting the show, my social media following continued to grow because I've put so much time and effort into it and I've been able to form genuine connections with my followers and my subscribers. The one thing that bothered me though was that since I was no longer on the show, I felt like I had no way of continuing to let my followers in on my journey on a deeper level besides just, you know, like pictures and TikToks and that's kind of how my podcast came to be. I wanted to have an outlet where I can keep you guys updated on my life, my friends who I'm dating, how things have been in Austin and everything else that's just been going on. I also wanted to take you guys along on my journey post show and how I've managed to grow and learn from those experiences and continue to challenge myself to grow even more. At first, it was just me and my microphone and my dog, Louie, sitting on my bed. My podcast episodes were so bad, you guys. I am so grateful for all of you who have been there since day one and have put up with my shitty audio and video. But again, everybody starts from somewhere. I, I didn't and I still don't have a team who helps me with my video or my audio or scripts or guest booking, anything at all. Like, it's all me, baby. Uh, but I've learned from trial and error, from watching YouTube videos, and I've also gained inspo from other podcasters as well. And I hope that you guys have seen and heard the improvement on your end as well. I'm truly working my butt off. I still and probably always will continue to share stories and lessons from my own personal life. But as most of you have probably noticed, I started expanding my podcast to include more things such as special guest appearances and interviews. I started out by having people who were on my reality TV show as my guests. Since I already knew them, it was like way less intimidating. But I have since also had family members, friends, female entrepreneurs, um, just like really cool guests. As for the future of my podcast, I'll be having even more special guests uh, such as influencers, small business owners, creatives, and other people who just inspire me telling their stories as well. And if there's ever somebody that you want want me to talk to or interview or have on as a special guest, feel free to always send me a DM on Instagram at my lips aren't sealed podcast. I'm always open to suggestions, but I'm literally so excited for everything that's to come. As for present day Kim as of 2023, hate myself for speaking in third person. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm living in downtown Austin. It's my first apartment on my own. I live here with my Pomeranian Louie. We spend most of our days uh, creating social media content and working on this podcast. I love walking on the river trails and trying out new restaurants. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I recently got class pass. So I've been doing a lot of fitness classes like spin, hot yoga and dance. 
And just in general, I've made so many incredible friendships this past year alone. And I'm going to really start pushing myself to get out of my comfort zone and even date more. Like I am so single, you guys. It's so sad, but it's not sad. I'm working on myself, focusing on me. And if the right person comes along, then they do. I have a ton of plans also for both my personal and podcast brand that I'm working on. And I'm just really, really trying my best to navigate the rest of my 20s with you guys by my side. All of the support I receive from my listeners and my followers truly is what keeps me going and keeps me motivated to continue improving every aspect of my social media presence and my podcast. You guys hold me accountable and I just, I absolutely love it. I, I love it. I love getting those messages like, Kim, why haven't you posted your podcast? Though I will say I've been getting very good about sticking to my schedule. But if you have made it this far in today's podcast episode, a huge thank you to you for for tuning in and being one of those people for me. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode and that you enjoyed getting to know me again. I feel like I there I just left out so many stories. Like I could tell I could talk for hours and hours and hours, but short and sweet, that's my story. Um I'm very grateful for my life and where I'm at and all the lessons I've learned along the way. I've definitely learned to overcome a lot and it might not seem that way based on the things I've mentioned, but I will say, you know, there are certain causes like the National Domestic Abuse Hotline that I truly care about so much for personal reasons. I, you know, I didn't share those stories because some of those I hold very close to my heart, but I've been through some shit, you guys, and I've overcome things and whether those challenges were as little as, you know, and this is still a big thing, but as little as needing to save up money to go to college or as big as escaping a toxic relationship or starting over and creating a new life. I have just gained so much knowledge over the years from my life experiences and I'm really proud of the person I am today because I am a good person. I have a good head on my shoulders, good morals, and just such a big heart for all of you guys and all of my friends and family and, you know, animals too, of course, you guys know that. But overall, I'm just really excited for my journey ahead. And I'm so excited for this podcast. I'm in the middle of doing a rebranding session right now. I hired somebody to help me do all the graphics and everything. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to launch that all for you guys. And again, I just have a lot of exciting things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode. If you had any questions about the things that I talked about today, please let me know by sending me a DM on Instagram. All my links will be in the description of this podcast episode. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening and we will chat more next week. Bye.